0: Hello and welcome to the Combinations Podcast, the podcast from North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare NHS Trust. And today we are going to be talking about a new portal uh, that's come to Combined, which is the Combined Wellbeing Portal. And I've got a, a, an array of guests today who are going to be helping and explaining what this portal is and what the benefits are, as it is available for everybody, so you as a listener can use this portal if, if you'd like. If you wouldn't mind just introducing yourselves with your name and uh, who you are, basically.
1: I'm Julia Ford and I'm the Clinical Digital Lead, leading on um, development of the Wellbeing Portal.
2: I'm Claire Lam, I'm Occupational Therapist for
3: the Community Learning Disability Team. I'm Dr Bindu Purnamodhan, I'm Consultant Psychiatrist in North Staffordshire CAMS Team.
4: I'm Donna Cantrell, I'm Senior Service Manager
5: for the Acute and Agent Care Directorate.
6: I'm Veronica Emlin, Patient Experience Facilitator and Volunteer Coordinator at the Trust.
5: Hi, I'm Claire Constantine. I'm the Manager for the Mental Health Support Team, so that's the team working in schools. But I've also been supporting the development of the portal since it started as well.
0: Perfect. So we have a wide range of guests uh, from all backgrounds by the sound of it, but we're we'll all come together today to talk about the combined wellbeing portal. Um, but my first question is well, what is the combined wellbeing portal? Who can describe it the best?
1: So the wellbeing portal is a resource that's been developed uh, by combined healthcare through uh, some sp- specialist funding in terms of uh, developing resources to improve the well-being of um our population within initially within North Staffordshire. It also was there to improve accessibility to services and originally uh, as part of the national CAM strategy it was about identifying the most appropriate services at the right time but also more importantly to look at make, making sure that children and young people got the right services at the right time. We also know nationally that um, around about 80% of referrals were signed posted on to other services other than your specialist uh, child and adolescent mental health service. So again, we were very keen as a trust to to look at developing such um, an evidence-based resource so that people could be enabled and empowered to go on to the resource themselves online, to be able to find as much information about different presentations as possible to help them and prepare them sometimes before, you know, for going on to other services, but also to identify um, the most appropriate service and we had the vision also of those self-referrals as well which were launched during um I think it was 2020.
0: So correct me if I'm wrong uh what it sounds like this portal has been uh developed for um what sounds like children's and young persons to to go on and identify what strategies are, and and maybe the route to services am I wrong or is that is that is it more than that, or is it just a tool that uh, allows them to uh, access services without needing referral to any other NHS services?
3: I think the whole idea was that there is one, one um, central area where young people and their families could go for information, um, at, learn more about services being available, look at this and look at what they are struggling with and seek what services were available locally and nationally and find information. So I think from how it started as a digital portal for young people has developed into a really good combined well-being uh, service across whole of the trust. And um, I was lucky enough to have been involved from the beginning of this uh, project when we started pre-COVID really with online referral systems and also information, uh, providing information which is easily accessible to young people and their families and other professionals like schools. And how we can uh, almost like, you know, moving with the times because everyone was becoming you know, online and digital and um, information was widely available. But this is also providing information which was more accurate and correct rather than just Googling some, you know, for um, a diagnosis or um, putting in their symptoms and finding out what what they have. So this is more about supporting young people with the right, right information at the right time, like Julia has said, and redirecting in some cases and also helping them access our service more readily. So the information was provided in a language which was appropriate for their developmental age and also for professionals as well to access more information if need be. And I think it's a good resource and a lot of young people are accessing it. um, And it's also something that parents are accessing uh, to seek support. So I think it's, uh, and it's over time, I think it's developed and developed across other other areas like LD, CAMS LD, substance misuse, general adult. So it's become more wider than CAMS now.
0: So what it sounds to me is it's a trusted uh, uh, site that we can go and search for reliable answers. As you mentioned Google there, that's a, I'm a criminal when it comes to googling things i don't typically do medical conditions because i know that's not it's never helpful it always gives you the worst of the worst or whatever google actually wants to give you so as a platform it's going to supply as you said parents and uh, children with you know options and maybe look at going into this sort of service so there's lots of benefits do any of you know any more benefits that you think that should be shared about this platform
6: i'd like to just share one of the things from a patient facilitator point of view was the uh, information that says for carers on the wellbeing portal was actually co-produced with by carers with carers. And that was a really important aspect for ourselves in, in involving people who've either been through some of these processes as a, as a carer, or actually uh, were still going through some of those processes, be that whether it was as it was your child or your husband or your partner or whoever but actually having those sessions and looking at what they felt they wanted to see and what they would have what would have helped them through their journeys at the time was a really um important and valuable piece of work so actually the the, the uh suggestions and some of the resources are on there have have come from those carers directly so for that that for me was a really important factor of, of that co-production in, in what's needed. I guess on the back of Veronica's comment, I suppose from
2: a learning disability perspective, I think one of the positive aspects mm. for our team is that we've got four expert by experience advisors who are currently working in our team. And two of um, our experts have been heavily involved in devising some of the actual client information um, because they've got the lived experience. So that's been absolutely fantastic that the information that is there on the client section has actually been devised by our experts with obviously support from ourselves. So again, that um, combination of having all involved has been really beneficial and I think we're seeing the development of that portal um, being involved with the experts, which has been a brilliant piece of work, really.
0: So what I'm getting from this is it's a it's a portal, it's a page that you can learn about what sounds like mental health. And I know that you're all sort of experts in, in the mental health sector, and I, I guess I am too. But if I wasn't in this job, I would have been very clueless. So it sounds like this, this is like, um, I wanna say a yellow pages for mental health to sort of point you in the right direction. Um, and I think it is something that we do need, but we've talked about this portal, um, you know, how good it is, what are the benefits and how it's going to you know, change the perspective of mental health. But how do we access it? How do we get to this? We've said that it's for everybody, but where is it? Where is it hiding?
1: OK, so it can be accessed via a um, URL link. And it's available online as well. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how you can access it.
0: Right. Well, uh, we'll leave a link in the description of this podcast and you'll be able to click on that and find it. If any of you know the URL off the top of your head, you could say it now. But uh, if it's a long one, I don't, <laughs> I don't think we'll be able to do it. But we'll leave a link in the description. Uh, is it Googleable? Can you Google uh, combined wellbeing portal? You're all you nodding. Can. Yeah. And the
1: link is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash forward slash all lowercase.
0: And if you struggled to hear that, I'll leave a link in the description for you. <laughs> so I think as
2: well, Kyle, can I just say I know you're saying about mental health, but you know it's a portal for all. So you know we've got to say that some children with a learning disability, some children, adults they may not all have mental health difficulties they may have other issues that combined healthcare support so you know the learning disability portal they will have sections with uh, topics such as anxiety and depression but it may be some other generic information as well So all not necessarily all around the
1: mental health. No, and I'd just like to echo really what Claire was saying, because actually it was the the vision, as you, you know, from the original remit did expand, into helping people to um, rev- revolutionise their care really by digital by choice. So that was how we, and it, you know, we were able to to widen it out to people with learning disabilities and to adults. And as Claire rightly says, it's a resource that's there that's available for their carers and parents or, and wherever else that, that these people get their support from from their support network to get the most clinically evidence-based up-to-date information about um any of the needs that might need to be met and also being able to signpost to the right national networks local networks and um you know all of those support services as well as well as which i don't think we mentioned what it's about self-help so those evidence-based self-help skills that you can access as well
0: yeah. yeah what what's interesting is i've uh over the last four or five years i don't know if it's just because of my knowledge of like sort of how things work but a lot of my friends have, have come to terms with having learning disabilities or even mental health issues and, and just saying what Claire was just saying about how the portals developed to also help people that don't have what we would class as a mental health issue and I think it is it's one of those things that I think we have needed for a while because I had a friend who paid a lot of money to try and find out more about his um I'm trying to think which one it was now I think it was autism um and he wanted to find it out because it affects him in his workplace and he wanted to really get to the bottom of why he acts the way he did. The way he did. So, but obviously he went through tests and tests and tests, and I don't think he ever found his answer. But there was nothing like the Wellbeing Portal when he was searching. So it's good now to know that there's um, a trusted site, I guess you could call it, to say you know if you've got any questions, go have a look at the Wellbeing Portal and 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 see what you can dig up and see if there's anything locally or anything on there that that can you know help you find your answer so now obviously we've talked about the benefits we now know where to find the portal Um, have any of you got any success stories that you'd just uh, like to talk about that you've used this with clients or service users or anything
5: we haven't had successes as such Kyle but what we have done is made sure within the schools because my team have access to a lot of children and young people who may not have a mental health need that needs to go to a mental health service. But just sometimes because it's a lot of self-help, a lot of guided information. What we do do is when we do go into the schools, we share it with far and wide in the schools. So whilst I couldn't pinpoint a particular child who might have accessed it, I can tell you that because we've got a people population of 30,000 children, that the information is getting out there, that this portal is there to help you if you don't feel like you're able to ask for help, you can go to this website to find help without having to speak up, if you like, because a lot of stigma attached to mental health. So some young people might be using it that way. But on, it's all anecdotal stuff because they don't tell you that they've done that. But they, I'm sure that there will be in time some people that say, I have access to it and it did help me. So we've had a
4: number of um children, young people come through uh, the portal into the All Age Access Service uh, and our crisis care service, which has been fantastic to see, really, because uh, it means that, one, the portal's working and children have been able to get the right help at the right time by the right service quite quickly. So I think that in itself is a huge success, that the the portal is being utilised and the referrals are being made into services. Okay, just to follow on
1: from that, from what Donna was saying... Uh, on the referrals it's definitely getting out there which is great because we've seen a significant increase month by month again since April onwards but I can share that information with you later but I just wanted to share one um a very very informal kind of success story really and it came about completely informally within my my social life so somebody made contact with me who I know who's a a grandma and um, she was in bits because her daughter had been advised by the school teacher that day to make an appointment with the GP to go and get their saw and seen by um, the GP to make a referral to CAMS. Anyway, without going into obviously personal information, um, I asked I asked if, if it was something that they, that they were aware of, was it something that they'd ever disclosed before. Anyway, signposted into the wellbeing portal and you know that uh, young person then was able then to go and make lock on the on the portal and get the right services which wasn't cams and they were absolutely overjoyed in a way that they didn't have to make go they had to come through to cams if you know what I mean so um I thought that was wonderful because actually even the teachers had said, and it's not one of our mental health support team schools either Claire so but it was one of them it was a school that obviously they didn't know what to do but now they're aware of the wellbeing portal. So hopefully the word will spread.
0: So that's good to hear that we've got some successes from it already because it's it's not been going very long. I think one of you mentioned earlier that it was uh, around COVID when it first properly came out. Um, And that's nice to hear that we've already got some sort of promotion from it and it sounds like that it just needs to go around the schools first get it out there get te- teach the children about uh, what the well-being portal is and then hopefully they'll tell their parents and it will just spread like like a wildfire so um that's you know good to hear
3: yeah i think schools are the key mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the, they... schools, the teachers and you know they they would be able to you know help children access um these websites as well if they are in school at the time or and again spread the word really to parents um parents of children under their you know under their roles really so yeah I think schools have got an important role and when we first you know when we're first meeting we had school representation as well in all those meetings along with the digital tech people you know who are who do these wonderful things um of creating websites and links and all the rest of it Um, yeah
2: obviously from a learning disability perspective we want to capture sort of our group homes and so julia and the team have provided the posters and the pads so duty clinicians are able to sort of take the well any clinician can take the pads out to the group homes so some of the clients who may need who were unable to access the portal themselves could be encouraged to use that with their, you know, paid carers or family members, etc. So it's just about them publicising it to all, isn't it? So hopefully it'll be a good resource for
1: everybody.
0: Now, I've not seen the portal myself, but uh, can any of you describe what sort of language it's written in? As in, like, obviously, because it's got to be a viable source so there will be clinical knowledge on there. But as, let's say, if I was looking for an answer and I didn't know a lot about what I was looking for, is it written in a way that I would understand or is it a bit of both worlds? Does it have, like, quick tips on there? How is it written for the users? I was just going to
6: say, I I think uh, it's really easy to use i'm not that computer literate and find my way around all different things but actually you go in you can choose adult children professional parent carers so you click on that it takes you through what i really like as well is um some of the questions you might have in your head are also in the little boxes on some of the areas you click on that that, that's all you need to do so for me, I found it a really um, easy portal to find my way around, actually. Once you work out that you click on the box, because there are always uh, sometimes wonder, do you click on the words or do you click on that? But actually, it, it's really. And for me, I, I will say, and, and for what I've seen, there's a lot of common sense there. But it, it, it's It's sensible what you need to do. Um, and I think um, I know there's been lots of success and young people accessing it. I think adults, if you know, could use it very easily. And what I like as well is that it's there's information there that if you're waiting to go into a service as an adult, there's information you can find. There's other support networks there that possibly you you can opt into. But also if you're coming out of services that there's information to to help you continue your recovery and and that kind of thing as well. So I just think really, yeah, really um, very straightforward. It's gotta be straightforward because I've used it. I was going to say, Carla, I can give an example. So
2: from um, in the learning disability portal in the client section, we've got an easy read um, information guide around positive behaviour support so it uses more pictorial images and easy read language and then we've got the same so the same clinician actually then did what is positive behaviour support for professionals and carers so that's at a higher level so you know we've got two some well two same topics but pitched at different levels.
3: Yeah, and to add on to that, uh, for younger children, uh, I think the language is very child friendly and that they can relate to. And the videos are also quite, um, you know, there's something that they can relate to. So I think it's pitched at the right level for young people um, and also professionals um, and and parents around them.
1: I'd like to add that um, we were really careful in the original vision that we wanted to make the information as user-friendly as possible because we were very conscious that um, lots of unrecognized words and difficult to understand language is sometimes used in the clinical and medical profession so we were really keen to make sure that we we avoided diagnostic language but also to talk about rather the the presentation in in an understandable way rather than actually labeling it so that's what i think it was really important and that's carried on working with the Closely with Donna's team, that was something that you were keen to develop into the adult access accessibility and the content development, weren't you? And the same with the uh, Claire. Don't know if you wanted to add anything else to that. You two.
4: I think it's really important that um, from you know we're now developing the adult uh, part of the portal is that we have the opportunity, and I think the, the Wellbeing Portal will do that um, for the area, is to provide that education for all so for for children, carers, families, professionals, um, adults alike, it's educating and um, because we, you know, we know that um mental health and disability and you know all range of aspects are on the increase. And if we can provide people with information that they can readily access and understand, um, it'll certainly improve their chances of getting the support a lot quicker. Um so I think it's really, really important that you know whatever we do, is easily understood by everybody that wants to access it. Um, And we can sort of attract them to that website and, and get them sorted a lot quicker.
0: So it's good to hear that there's a lot of accessibility in terms of language. I know by just how I work, I like looking at pictures. I would probably, you know, for uh, it described to a child and read all the the words for me. It's just a lot easier. So I'm a visual learner, so it's nice to hear that there is the option to go into the different types of I want to say genres, but that's not the type the word I'm looking for. But the different levels of information, which is good. Um, another thing that we should just bring up is actually the name of it. You know, we're sharing this to people we don't want it to sound clinical or sound like they've got something wrong with them the fact that it's like combined well-being it's just you know everyone has good well-being or just well-being in general so as a name I think it's it's definitely something that's not going to be you know look to follow you're on the combined well-being portal they're actually you know it's it's not going to have a stigma to it so it's also something else to to bring up it's just you know it's just a nice little name for it so um obviously is there any more information i know that the 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 portal itself has links to external sites which uh, i think is it correct me if i'm wrong does it go to different university studies or does anyone want to bring up the external sites OK,
1: so I think it's important to say as well that we've got a clinical governing process in place that's been uh, approved by all the trust senior management team. But it's so that we make sure that we put the right links in that we have validated. And as clinicians, we, we are happy to share. So, yes, there are access to really good, sound national sites and links and websites where people can really get some help to maintain their well-being to look at like Veronica said earlier that maintain their recovery but also um, to be able to prevent themselves from becoming you know unwell but to stay well with the information that they've got and these are
3: these are being developed I mean it's not like We've developed something and that's the end of it. It will be revised as and when new information becomes available and um, that can be added on. So it does, it's a work which would keep on developing and um, include more new information when, when that becomes available.
0: Right, so that is the Combined Wellbeing Portal now. My next or last question to all of you is what's next for the Combined Wellbeing Portal? Where is it going to go in combined and around the schools and around everywhere. What's next for the portal? I guess for me, Kyle,
2: um, I think it is quite exciting. I've got a meeting planned with the whole of the Learning Disability Directorate and, you know, to develop further topic sheets um, to look at other media resources. So, you know, as you were just saying about the the images, we want to use, um, what's it called? gone um you know we want to actually use audio um so actually someone reading the actual topic sheet so if someone has got poor literacy skills they've still got that opportunity to get that same information so again we want to use our expert by experience to actually do the recording um so there's lots of i think exciting opportunities for further developing because This is an ongoing, as Bindu's just said, this is ongoing. It's continually developing. It's going to be updated, further topic sheets to be devised. Um, And also links within, I guess, other teams. The other exciting thing for myself is that I'm just in the process of meeting, and I think Donna is as well, um, with um, Daedalus team in relation to the e-referral for adults, And learning disabilities so again so bringing it up to has
3: as the cams site is already so I think for me that's quite exciting and the other thing is I mean I'm hoping that it would more and more young people and their families would be able to use the portal and benefit from it as as with other you know adult and uh, the adult LD population but more than that, I'm also, uh, you know, very mindful that, yes, there have been other trusts who developed this much before us, uh, which, you know, when we when we are originally doing this, we thought, okay, there are some other really good models. But I'm hoping that in future people would say, oh, combined has got a really good model that we can follow. So I'm hoping that, you know, this would develop and become a good source of resource, not just for Staffordshire, but from across the region, and even nationally.
1: And I'll just add as well that um, there's talks already going wider to the wider you know system in terms of making this portal accessible in other ways for you know, other services outside of North Staffs combined health cares. We know it's a global resource and anybody in the world can access the information. But in terms of people getting the right services for their area, it's about expanding that and uh, sharing that with, with our neighbours as well as nationally. So there are talks in place of that. So that's really positive and very exciting. And the other thing is, you know, we've only had, we've had conversations all the time in terms of how we move it forward you know we've got to really embed the governance process that's been agreed so that the people of combined healthcare actually own this um, portal and want to develop more and create more content it's exciting that daedalus before they finish the project are going to develop and are working exactly as we speak now on an area on the portal about resources that are available templates for topic creation, we've got templates now following the Thrive model, but we're also going to have templates for professionals, frequently asked questions and just general information as well so that services can put their service descriptions on there can be role descriptions so what to expect if you are coming in to service so what does a nurse do what does an ot do what speech and language all of those things so there's huge amounts of area of development and this is just the beginning of the beginning and whilst it's been really great to work with all the clinicians across the trust and we've worked very hard and very tirelessly over the last few years And, you know, it's it's really commendable that it's brought us everybody together because we've all got the same common um, intention and vision, which is about making services available um, for for our population and to also provide evidence based information for mental health and well-being and learning to stay well, as well as being enabled and empowered to look after your own well-being
0: so that has been a good insight to the combined well-being portal we've got it from all different perspectives and we've learned how far this uh, portal is going to go and how useful it's going to be for for everybody it sounds um something that's needed to be developed for years and we've we've got it now so it, it, we can just keep sharing it on um so thank you everybody for joining me and ex- and explaining what what this portal has done how it works and 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 just promoting it so we can get it out there so the next person who ever needs a question answering has got now a source that they can go to so thank you for joining me I don't know if you want to
3: yeah thank you Kyle for this but I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank everybody and also the wonderful IT skills of and the and the IT group before that so they've all worked really hard with the clinicians and with, with the group in creating it so i think thanks to them as well